Welcome to Ghosts and Grit. On this episode, I'm joined by Tyler Gray. He's a very close friend of mine. We used to be roommates at one point. We go back many, many years. He's a writer, a director, a producer uh, on the show SEAL Team on CBS. Uh, he's also a former special operations operator. Uh, so we go into all sorts of stuff on this. It's a really, really awesome listen. So I hope you enjoy. Um, Tyler Gray. Hello, hello. Hey, welcome to uh, Ghosts and Grit. Now, I guess we should probably fill people in on kind of how I know you, because most people go, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. We know each other from the gun range. Yeah. We, uh, in, what, was it 2009? Well, hold on, hold on. Like, like how specific do we want to get? I'll, let me tell the story. We can get pretty specific. Yeah, we'll, we'll, it's a better story if I tell the... Um, You're a better actually... storyteller than me anyway, because I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this just happened. Okay, so, so uh, there's a third party here named Justin, mm-hmm. um, which uh, we could probably do a whole podcast on and <laughs> if you ever want to have a living ghost on i hope he hears that because that's actually hilarious anyone who knows him knows that's funny anyways so um he's like hey i think it was his birthday party. it was it was his birthday party yes and by the way for reference to people justin is justin melnick who's also on seal team so, yes with with tyla he's the dog handler on the show yeah i've known him forever i actually don't really couldn't say how I've met. He's like one of those people you don't know how you met. Just yeah. one day he was in your he life appeared. and he appeared and yeah. then you're like, and then you can never get rid of him. No. So um, he's like, all right, so it's my birthday and you're going to be there and Jack Osborne's going to be there and he wants to join the military and wants you to talk him out of it. <laughs> and you remember this now. I do remember this now. And it was at some club that was like at the time really trendy uh, on on it was across from Soho House now. Yeah, it was. Uh, I can't God, remember. Troubadour. No, no, not the Troubadour. Oh, no, shit. it used to be um, Bootsy. Was it Bellows? Bootsy Bellows. Bootsy Bellows. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, so uh, in the Hollywood lore of it all, um, there was like the Bootsy Bellows had this like club, and then it had this back room which was about about this size. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a very small little room. Yeah, very small little room and it was like its own club and it had like a hidden freaking library door. It was something crazy and it was like a club within a club and you had to be cool to get in and it's like where yep. Lindsay Lohan at the time would go and people like Jack Osborne. So anyway, I think I took Miley Cyrus there once. I don't even remotely doubt it. <laughs> um, that was Justin's intention. Talk him out of joining the military. Obviously, I had been in the military and and um, had gotten medically retired, blah, blah, blah. So I go there, and it was, I remember it was, I mean, it's a nightclub. It's fucking loud. We go in there, and I'm ta- we were talking, and we talked for like, it's like an hour. Yeah. A long time. Now, keep in mind why this is, to me, a funny story. Jack's single at the time, okay? I'm single at the time. Um, and there are, like, hot chicks everywhere. Yeah. Like, and and not like hot girls, like, Hollywood freaking behind the scenes in a secret room in Hollywood, (laughs) the most exclusive place you can get to hot. And we are ignoring all of them. Yeah, we were just having a good bro out. Which you and I actually turned to a degree into an art form, uh, I would would argue, (laughs) when we started going out. But anyways, so so we're back there and we're just like talking and I'm like, all right, all right, tell me why you want to join. I want to know. Before I talk to you out of it, I just want to hear. So he tells me over like 45 minutes, about as loud as this. And then after that, I just looked at him and I'm like, you got to do it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. You got to I'm like you got to do it. And 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 you're like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm like, "Well, yeah, everything you're saying to me was it mirrored and the reason I told him that is cuz it mirrored why I joined. Um and it, and it really has nothing to do, you know, look, we could talk about rah rah patriotism. We could talk about all those things, but the, those are all red herrings in, in, in my mind. The, well, those are the classic tropes. Like that's yeah. like that's like the default. But you know, for for me, it was always it was a bit of like I don't know. It was just a it was just something like at the time I felt like I I, I really wanted to do. You know, I'd, I'd had this stint doing the Osbournes. It was hugely successful. But my plan was to never go into TV. It was always finish high school, join the military. And I was you know like yourself. Uh, you know, I was in high school when. Well, no, you were already in the army when nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, but like nine eleven happened, and I was like, I want to go fucking do. I want to go do something. But you were already like, uh, you know, I I remember a doll you showed me from the Osbournes, and you had like LCE on. Yeah, you know. So and again, I never saw that in the show or whatever. But um, but it was always there. It's like when yeah. people ask me, why did you join? Why did you choose to join? And I say the same thing. I say, I don't. I didn't choose. It was never a choice to me. I, yeah. It was something I had to do. And so I told Jack, you got to do it. And what's, you know, kind of um, interesting about that, well, first of all, (laughs) the birthday party ends, like the next night, Justin's like, what the fuck? I told you to talk him out of it. (laughs) You literally told him to do it. It was the exact opposite of what I told you to do. Um, And then Jack and I actually got each other's numbers and we went uh, shooting and and hung out and stuff. But uh, what was interesting about it is at the time, you basically were like, okay, I have a couple irons in the fire for shows. I'm either going to join or one of these shows is going to go. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly that is right. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah, I have a like an elephant. You do, dude. You have an insane memory. Do you have a good like, memory? As you're, you're like, oh fuck yeah, yeah. So that that was the thing. I'm either going to get a show, uh, and you had like three ish you were developing, or uh, I'm going to join the military. Yeah. What's interesting is that you got a show. One of the shows went. What's to me, um, you know, in the in the um, what's the word in the uh, uh, fate of it all? Had that shot a show not went, and had you joined, you would have been put out of the military for being diagnosed with MS. This is so fucking true. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because it was like we, what, we talked about that. It yeah, was like, it was like. Couple years, three. No no, 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 dude. It was like a year, maybe eighteen months after. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, maybe. that that's uh that's really interesting. Yeah, and because we talked about it at the yeah. time, I was like, dude, had had yeah. you have joined, you would have got kicked out for a mess. Yeah, you know, you, you might have found out you would have. Uh, you might have. In my opinion, knowing what I know, I think you would have found out earlier before that you had from it. all the tests. Yeah, well, no, just something would have went. You know, yeah, in, in that process. You know, something would have uh, manifested, in my opinion, I, I don't know. Not that it would have made a, a difference in anything, but either way, that dream, that wouldn't have been able to happen. Um, and and then, obviously, after that, that show didn't last. I don't even remember which one it was. Yeah. But, you know, look at you now. You're on, like, 18 different shows. So Yeah. Um, well, you too. Seriously, out of anyone that probably works in Hollywood, you've probably got one of the more fucking interesting stories, Tyler. And I when, and when I met you... How do you quantify that? Because, all right, how many fucking writers, directors, producers, actors were fucking tier one operators who got fucking medically retired and blown up and fucking found his way into Hollywood? 
Okay, that's fair. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, most fucking most guys coming from your career are like instructors or like you know selling gear online or you know what you know whatever, which yeah. is great and it's an awesome you know or contracting. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, yeah. there are a very few guys that were in the job that you had in the military that have kind of done what you're doing now it's i mean i don't i don't know anyone else no and there is you know there's there's people that are you know um guy well nicknamed uh his name's craig nicknamed chili palmer he's he advised extraction extraction to yeah gray man um but an advisor he yeah he, yeah 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 i mean he's he's advising he's doing great um there's a lot of advisors but there's not you're dude you you you've hit all four dude, yeah the, i don't know anyone else that has done um that um you know and and but 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 here's how i explain it is you know you know me you you knew me before i well i was working in hollywood but not every every you were doing video games when i met you there you go so um so actually i guess i was full-time at that time but but because you know projects come and go but it's one of those things where you know for me i just look at as yeah when i was in you know a uh you know an operator i was the only film nerd there yeah Interesting. And and that's true. I, I was the only film nerd there. So, you know, when I got out, um, you know, as a little kid, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but when I was like, I, I was like fourth grade, I used to walk around the track at my elementary school with my best friend at the time. And all we would do is talk about movies. Mm. That's it. We would talk about movies about like, you know, my favorite part of Star Wars is how Han actually like acts like he hates everyone, but in reality, he really likes everyone a lot. <laughs> you know, it was like Slay it. It was deep. It was deep. It was yeah. deep about it was it was about the directing and it was and dude, we were like in the fourth grade. What the fuck did we know? Right? Yeah. Well, actually I guess kind of a lot. What's funny, I've never told you this, but it's kind of relevant now. My best friend at the time, Sean, was a whore fanatic. Okay. Dude, his entire bedroom was like masks and shit from Nightmare on Elm Street, and you know, like, like it was, it was crazy. And I fucking hate horror movies. Yeah, so <laughs> every sleepover we went, it was Nightmare on Elm Street one through you know three. At, I think at the time, Freddy, like I'd watch them over and over and over, and I hated them. I have to be in the right mindset. I have to be in like a real like it has to be with like a group of friends. I'm not like at home with, you know, a, you know, with my chick watching horror movies. I have to like go to a theater with a bunch of friends and like make a thing out of it. The so I try not to watch them. I, I just don't like them. Why? You just don't like to get freaked out by it? Or does it kind of um, stay with you? Uh, that, okay. I'm going to give a a theory here cuz I don't really know. Mhm. Uh, but I think when I was a kid watching all those movies, I there was no separation between real and fake then. Yeah. So I like when I watched fucking Nightmare on Elm Street, it freaked me the fuck out. Okay, this actually brings something to my attention, which I, I have a question. You're talking about real and fake. Yeah. Why has Hollywood, in no fucking movie ever, actually mastered what happens when someone gets shot? Why do they always have it that they're fucking flying around? Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, I don't you need mean to just te- just taking dirt naps. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> yeah, it's well, I don't need to explain to you, but you know, when someone gets shot, they don't fly; they literally, it's like lights they, out, there collapse. Is, so I'll I'll say this. So last night I went to a screening of Kandahar, which is the movie that you that the, the most recent one I worked on, and and I I talked to this actor, uh, I, I won't say who, and I was like, and I told him basically, dude, like, 
this is how it happens. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like. And this dude does a take, and I'm watching it on the monitor. I'm like, that's it. It's the most realistic death I've ever fucking seen on camera. Ish, you know, whatever. I'm not objective to it, but, but, and and then I just watched the screen last night, and it's in there. Oh, really? So, yeah, oh, yeah. nice. It's good, dude. <laughs> like. You know, and by the way, like he definitely fucked himself up doing it. No question that he like that night was like, ah, you know, fucking icing his head and like. But he, oh just, wow, so he just did the he full gets flop hit and just goes down hard, dude. Like lights out, you know, and and um and it looks really good. But um, I mean, even even it look, it just looks so. It, and here's what's interesting is, it looks so much more ruthless. Mm. Than the oh the, totally you know the flailing or the the you know get with a shotgun and get launched through a fucking window and all that stuff like you know it's it's the the just dropping is uh, you know the the puppet cuts the strings that's yeah or the master cuts the puppet strings you yeah know, so you you join the rangers nineteen years old and what was your what was what was your trajectory from then did you know that you wanted to go over to a tier one unit or was oh, it so, just like uh so let me, let me back up and cover the thing so this is a sort of true so i didn't exactly know i was on the i was like i wanted to join the military and then i was working in the phone room i was trying to make it in hollywood basically what happened was everything at once at one time somehow at i think i was still 18 when i figured this out i realized that and this hollywood thing's probably gonna take a little bit longer than anything i still wanted to be in the military so I was like, you know, this will always be here. This one has a time limit. I don't know how I knew that, but somehow I knew that. And I've never said this before, and I'll say it. The thing that pushed me into the military is that job got raided by the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first time Tyler ended up on a list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was, a, yeah, that was the first time. That was, that was prior to going to Quantico and dealing with the FBI personally. But, no, that was uh, no shit. Wow. Yep, they got raided by the FBI, and I'm Shit. like, I will join now. Yeah. So then how long were you a ranger? Total time, like four and a half years, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to ranger school, got back, um, became a sniper, did that for three years, and then, uh, well, I actually did that for like two and a half years, and then 9-11 happened, mm-hmm. and then deployed to Afghanistan when I was... when. First trip to Afghanistan, I was a sniper team leader. Oh shit! And so that was in that was like right after the you were that in was, the second wave, right? Yeah, that was right at technically the well. It depends on how you. Yeah. I I got there right after Anaconda had pushed every bad guy to the Pakistani border. Okay. So we got there and then we built all the outstations along the Pakistani border, which is where we stayed for the next twenty fucking years. How uh, were you? What was your mindset when you were when you were like, "Hey, all right, now's your, now now's your you're going." So I uh, so I joined for four years. Okay, my enlistment was up in two thousand like one or something like that. Uh, but later, when September eleventh happened, I was in my reenlistment window. They were fucking nagging me to reenlist. I was like, "If we get orders to Afghanistan, I will reenlist that day." Until then. Fuck you. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> we got the orders. I reenlisted for six years. Shit. Okay. Uh, yeah. At the time, you know, when there was no combat going on, I was like, I was going to get out and go back to Hollywood. And then a war happened. I'm like, well, I'll stick around for this. This is... <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> yeah. This is new. So I've been ha- ha- you know, I grew up in the 80s. So for me, you know, like, I, I, you, I've said this to you. I've, I've, I've said it, but I'll say it again. And that is, you know, I was, I was the kid that watched First Blood. 
watched Stallone's character all fucked up with PTSD, and I was like, that looks cool. I want to do that. <laughs> that guy's fucked up. God, if only I could be that way. <laughs> I, look, I can't tell you why. I can just tell you that I watched, you just, you just I watched be left Rambo, alone. and I wanted to be fucked up. You just like, want to be left alone. Fucking 60 in the fucking building with the cop on the roof, buddy. That's where I was at. So... Um, yeah, when war happened, you know, I had watched every Vietnam movie there was in, in the 80s, and this was Vietnam. Yeah. You know, so I was like, fuck yeah. Were you, were you scared at all? No, and I'm not saying that. Because um, I don't think I've ever actually asked you that. I don't think I've ever asked you if you were ever scared. I mean, there was times I was scared. Yeah. For, for going overseas, no, not mm. at all. I was very excited. Um, there were times that I was scared, absolutely. But far as just going overseas to combat, no, I, I, I honestly was not scared, and I'm not trying to make myself sound cooler. Well, yeah, I know it's a common, it's a common thing because yeah. it's, it, you know, I mean, a lot of, lot of our friends, you know, I mean, it's, that's like a, a, at the level that you guys were at, it's like I, I, I was excited to go, but again, I had already been in for three and a half years. I was trained, I, you know, like I was just in a different mindset. I reenlisted to go. I was excited to go. Yeah. Um, maybe I was scared once that entire, uh, deployment. Maybe once, mm. maybe twice. Just because of the, the proximity of how just crazy shit was getting? Or? No, just like, you know, I remember... I remember, like, this standoff we had this one time, and it was this guy, and he had a rifle. It's a long story. I don't want to tell the whole thing, but basically it was, like, night. We had night vision on, and this guy, like, heard us and came out, and he had his rifle, and it was... and. It was just this, I felt like it must have went on for like 10 minutes, but it was probably 40 seconds. Mm. I was scared only because I was confident that he wasn't a bad guy, mm. but he hurt us, and he came out with a gun, and it could have turned into us fucking whacking this dude. There's like four of us, yeah. right? And we wouldn't have been wrong. It's not like fucking CSI comes up and goes, oh, fucking the shot. No one gives a fuck. There's not even a, it's like, yeah, this guy had a gun. We fucking killed him. At that time, it wouldn't even be, we wouldn't even have said that. Hmm. It wouldn't even have been that. There was no rules of any kind. Um, I mean, fuck, had he not had a gun? We could have been like, yeah, this guy fucking spooked us. We shot him. It was a fucking war zone. So? And um, is that weird to get? I mean, do you get used to that where it's just like, hey, you know, those rules that you live in society about where you can't really kill someone unless your life is like really being threatened. Take those rules and throw them out the fucking window. So 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 I'm glad I'm glad you asked me that. When you're in a war zone, there are no rules. Oh, well, they come later. Mm. But at that time, Afghanistan. So let me let me give you an example of what happened. Is this O two or O one? This is O two. Okay, beginning of O two, or well, like three months into O two. I remember there were these um, prisoners at Kandahar when we first got there, and they were like in this little building, and basically they had to like they had they had it guarded, but they had to keep them in there, and there's just no real infrastructure. There's no wood, you know, nothing had been flown in yet. So the way that they kept them in there is they wrapped this tin building with fucking chain link fence and then they hooked up a fucking humvee battery to it so they just made a fucking electric enclosure essentially yeah with no voltage filter or, or amperage filter it literally if they would have touched it it would have fucking fried one of them and fucking killed him 
No question. There was no <laughs> fucking Red Cross or anything. And the reason I'm saying that is there was no rules. And when there's no rules, you see how people operate in an environment where there's no rules. Yeah. And, and, and what that actually is, is we think humans are this way. You're like, yeah, people are fundamentally good. <laughs> no, they're not. Mm. No, they're not. You think that because you see them in a, an environment where there are draconian freaking consequences if they break the rules. First world American society, that's what you see and you think people are good because of it. Yeah. They are good because they're held in place by consequences. Once you see those same people in an environment that doesn't have those consequences, you will see what people are really like. You will see, A, what those individuals are really like, and you will understand something about humans that you can never understand in this environment. Mm. Never. Yeah. Because you're not seeing, you're seeing them held in place. You're seeing them handcuffed. You can only see what they're really truly like when they're in an environment where they are only restricted by their own internal morality, not an external one. Now, when you, but when you put your head in that mindset of like, okay, handcuffs are off, let's fucking go. Like, were you one of those people that had a hard time putting them back on when you came home? Was it like, or you just, you knew how to compartmentalize it? I had been compartmentalizing my entire life. This is really easy for me. Okay. This is super easy for me. I mean, I, I, I mean, uh, you know, I don't think you have that much time for a show to, to but as a kid, <laughs> I mean, you know, my childhood, like I, I, I was so good at compartmentalizing at that point that yeah, it, it was, was so easy for me to do. In, it's instinctual. Yeah. It was, I was, I was, I, I had, li- I had been living since 13 as someone else. Yeah. So, you know, I had my character and I was living that character and, you know, that's, I just did everything through that character. Yeah. Now, when you're out there and it's like, hey, you've just landed in fucking, you know, whatever, Bagram, wherever you are. Um, and they're like, okay, you're going out. It's a real world mission now. You've been training for three, four years. Now it's now it's real. Is that, does that hit you? Or you just like, you just treat it like training and you're like, oh, okay. It's just instead of a target, it's a, it's still a target. It's just not a paper target. So I think the best way I can answer that question is that things are just, I don't, I don't know how to say it, but when you're younger, you just see the world differently. Yeah. Like. Things don't seem like such a big deal. That None of it was a big deal. To see a dead body wasn't a big deal. To, to, to go out, we were doing four-day missions, me and three other dudes. We're doing four-day missions out on our own, sleeping fucking, you know, lone survivor style. You know, we got busted by at one time, you know, um, but they didn't come and kill us because we moved. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> but um, you know, it was one of those things where now looking back, yeah, it's, it's completely different now. It, you know, it's just like, oh, my God, I cannot believe – you know, and Afghanistan was nothing compared to Iraq. Like, I mean, Iraq was fucking Iraq. Ar- Ar- Iraq was saving Private Ryan. Like when I was in Fallujah, fuck yeah, that made Afghanistan look like fucking child's play. 
Now, now, granted, that was in Afghanistan in 2002. It it heated up and became a different war later. For sure. But, but like, dude, Fallujah 2004. I mean, dude, that was Saving Private Ryan. I was watching fucking tanks, fucking tanks shoot buildings. We were calling in F-18s, dropping bombs on houses. It was fucking insane. Like, that, to me, that was war. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, it was it just... If you Fallujah in two thousand four, I'll give you an example. If you saw someone, you could kill them. Jesus. If you saw them. That didn't matter man, woman, child, whatever. Fucking gun, no gun, fucking bubble gum. If you saw a living person, you were authorized to kill them. Wow. Not only that, I remember looking through the scope and you know, cause Spectre, dude, we go out on the on the on where we're staying up on, because everyone has the ability to go on the roof in Iraq, and we had to pull legitimate guard duty, fucking in fucking DFO. We we're on the fucking. Pulling, is, is this when guard you, duty. are you a ranger at this point, no, or are you in a tier one unit? I, I was in a tier one unit, so we'd go on the ro- roof, and dude, Spectre would come in, and it was cleared hot, anything moving at night, and it would shoot all of its shit, and we just fucking watch it like it was fireworks. Holy just, shit! And just it would lay waste to fucking blocks. Of lay a city. waste. It would be, it would, I mean, it would do it over about three hours and then it would leave. And then another one would come on station in the same orbit, fucking blow the fuck out of shit. And then it would leave. And I think it was three every night. Holy fuck. Would come on. And then in the morning, I remember looking through, you know, because I'd been a sniper in Afghanistan, I brought a sniper rifle. I was looking through the scope. Dude, and you'd see, you know, dogs in Iraq or Afghanistan. Fuck, dogs in the Middle East, quite frankly, for that matter. Are not dogs like they're they're wild packs of fucking like dingoes. Yeah, they are. They are. And and I remember seeing like dogs. Just I, I remember specifically one dog carrying a fucking arm. Who just yeah, fucking eat me? Fucking lunch. Well, people would get blown up and fucking yeah. they'd be like, oh, fucking arm. You know, fucking there's a bone. You know, carrying an arm through the city and just fucking yeah, no big deal. Is it uh, now? You know, you have. I know you as someone who's got a great sense of humor. Have has that was that something that you've you had with you your entire career, yeah. or was that something developed? No, no, I've always been like that. Like my 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 way of always mitigating, um, you know. Well, you know me. We, when we used to do the adventure races and yeah. stuff. You know the way I mitigate uh, stress is through comedy. You know? Yeah, like I was making jokes after I got blown up. Oh, really? Yeah. Some really funny ones too. Do you mind talking about? Getting... At least I thought they were funny. <laughs> <laughs> do you mind talking about getting blown up? I don't give a fuck. Um, what happened? I got blown up. Okay, how? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so, uh, so let's, I'll try and give the. I've I've told it in detail before. I'll, I'll tell more of the hyper. Um, but basically, we were in. Uh, we were doing missions every single night. This was. Um, uh, this wasn't the Fallujah trip. This is uh, we're in uh, Baghdad. And um, we had a uh, mission in Sadr City, which is, ironically, South Central Baghdad. No shit. Mm. Um, Sadr City is a shit. Well, I don't know what it is today, but back then it was fucking shit. It was like a shanty town, and there was no real roads. It was all, like, dirt and just... Um, but it, it, but was, it was winter, so it had rain, so it was, like, muddy. It was, mm. it was just shitty. And um, uh, we were going to hit this house, and I, I won't explain kind of the the details of why we were exactly where we were and uh, well i'll say this we we're going after at the time we we're going after zarqawi which was did for four years or whatever 
that the unit did. But um, so basically we hit this house, go in, and you know, you, you, you develop, in my opinion, I was never a cop, but you develop what I call like a cop sensibility of you go in and you just kind of know if people are guilty or innocent. Yeah. You know? um, in my experience, if you go in and the women and children are fucking, ah, what the fuck, ah, going fucking bananas, the kids are screaming, the wives or wives are fucking going crazy. In my experience, they're innocent. Mm. If you go in and the wife, the wife and kids are like, they don't stand. The <laughs> they're reason, guilty as fuck. They're guilty <laughs> as fuck. Why? Because they know. Yeah. You know, they know this was, you know, they knew this could happen, so they don't say anything. But if you go in and it's the innocent house, they're going, well, what the fuck are you doing here? Legitimately. You know, so in this house, everyone's fucking going bananas, and I was just like, eh. I, I, and it was more than that, too. I was, like, guarding this room, and it was like a woman, a man, I think, and a kid, and I was talking to him, and it was very broken, but I just... I was, I was like, this is not a conversation you'd have with bad people. Yeah. Like, I, I just I could just tell. And uh, I remember getting the call that, hey, your team, come outside. And so I went outside. They'd also, we had a, a dev group um, team attached to us, and they called them outside. And basically they're like, hey, we don't think it's here. Um, we were there for like 45 minutes trying to figure shit out. Again, I'll go into details on what that was. But um they're like, hey, we think it's actually this house next door. And and it was like maybe 50 yards away because of the way the streets and everything were. And so we're like, all right. So the dev group team started going around the right side to go to the front of the house, and we were going to enter on the back side of the house. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe I was tw 20 yards from the the back of it. And just it's like probably the most – gunfire i've heard ever probably except maybe at like a machine gun range but um i don't know how many dudes six eight but it was all dudes on the front side of the house just opening up with a case mm. and they shot i think three uh of the guys on the front side um and that team you know i'm down i'm down down you know like we knew that team was shot up andy stump uh good I old andy it's been talked about on the internet so i'll say it he was one of the people who shot um on the front side and uh, I think you know, maybe twenty yards from the back, and I was just I was a breacher, so team breacher, I should say. So I fucking ran. I couldn't tell you if you put a gun in my head how I got in that door. I don't remember. Um, but I got in there and started clearing through the house. Me and this other dude, and then um, we cleared the kitchen. We cleared this other room. Um, I don't know if I ever told this part of the story. But I went in this other room, and I entered, and I turned, and a guy's AK hit me in the chest. Shit. I ever told you this story? No. Yeah. Uh, no, I think you, you told me that, like, you didn't you punch I tell, a guy I the... tell, I tell, yeah, I tell very few people this story, but yes. Yeah, so it hit me. It, it Literally, I ran into it. Actually, is a better way to say it. I, I wouldn't say it hit me. I, I ran into it. And uh, I very quickly just moved the barrel and punched him i can't remember if i hit him with my rifle or i punched. I, I, again i don't remember um I, but i remember moving his ak fucking knocking him out to, you know pulling him and because his uh there was a woman behind him again it's, it's weird what your mind remembers she was either wearing pink or purple 
And I know that because when I was standing in front of him, seeing him, I could see the outline of her like nightgown, oh, you know, whatever you so want. So she to call was it. right behind. She him. She was literally right behind him. Is he that was, is, was, is that why you, you didn't want to shoot him? In in the millisecond decision I made, yes, yeah, yeah I was pink or purple. I, I mm. to this day I cannot remember the color. Like it, it, I see both in my mind. It's weird. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, I mean, again, like could I have offset and shot him? I, you know, yeah, but that decision I made in the split second was that. Um, and then we went down the hallway and then they started shooting through the walls. So as we went down the hallway, they started shooting. They basically either heard us, felt as fuck. I don't know. It was, it was a, not a huge place. And they started shooting through the wall. The guy next to me got hit. I want to say three times. Again, I don't fucking remember, but he said, I'm hit. I'm hit. I could feel the, the pressure of the bullets coming through the wall, uh, and the wall exploding. Cause it was always you know, brick and shit. Yeah. Um, so we backed off. We're like, oh, that ain't gonna happen. We backed off, and then we got to, uh, it, well, he went outside to get treated, and then I was next to this one dude, and then another guy who I don't actually remember who it was offhand now. I remember who one of the guys was. And then um, we, tactically, it was a very difficult, because they were down a hallway at the end on a door. So it'd be like if we were there at that gold thing, and I mean, it's further, it's like triple the distance, and they were in that door. So to throw a grenade from there, yeah. you, you have to get up to get it in that angle. There's yeah. no way to do it. And so we had basically like made a quick, again, I felt like I was there for 10 minutes. It was probably 10 seconds. And he was going to basically prep a grenade, and then I was going to like shoot the door, you know, it was a really quick plan. Yeah. Uh, all this while, you know, a bunch of shooting still going on. Um, and it's all happening in a house, you know, within fucking. And this is what, like a 2,000 square foot house, 5,000 square foot house? Oh, dude, maybe 800 square feet. Holy shit. M- maybe 1,000. Maybe 1,000. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, dude, it's tiny. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, uh, and, and don't get me wrong. In fucking Iraq, I've cleared fucking 10,000 square foot mansions like mm-hmm. gorgeous mansions this is like i'd say 800 to 1200 square feet very tiny i have a picture of it somewhere but which i'll give you post it whatever but um there's nothing classified in it so um but you can see the hallway so the um yeah so we're standing there and then next thing you know fucking boom boom blown up um i remember i remember landing on the ground I remember being on the ground. I remember looking up and just seeing, like, you know, everything's dusty there. And I just remember seeing this, like, swirl of, like, dust and, like, embers glowing in in the hallway. Um, and I couldn't feel my my right arm. I, I, I know it sounds weird, but it felt like it wasn't there. Mm. So I felt like it was blown off. And then... I it blew my night vision goggles. You saw, you see my helmet, right? Yeah, I've seen a picture of your helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it blew my night vision goggles off my face. So I, like, I went from seeing to not seeing. Blew my fucking gun up, you know, or didn't blow it up, but it fucked it up to where it was uh, not usable, which didn't really matter because I fucking I couldn't use my arm anyways. Yeah, <laughs> and then my pistol was on my right side. I you know I was like, well, I'm I'm worthless, and um, you still had your teeth. 
I did have my teeth. So <laughs> I got in my eyes, which is good. But um, I got up, and I'll never forget this. I felt like my arm was gone. I felt like I needed to find it. So I started filling down. And I, in my head, had the image of that scene in Saving Private Ryan. Where the dude's looking for his arm on yes, the beach. Yes, I had that. And I was, like, feeling around. And then I just remember thinking, it's dark. I'm, I'm never going to find, I, you know, like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know. And then I got up, and I walked out. And again, I don't know. It's like I hear people like that do certain shit. There was nothing heroic. I had absolutely no awareness of anything that was going on. I was vaguely aware that there was a gunfight still going on where the guy was next to me because he was there and he wasn't. I, I have no idea where he was. I might have looked right at him. Hmm. Is that is that is that common with concussive brain injuries? Essentially, I, I don't know. I'm mm. assuming it is, but like, I mean, I took a lot of head trauma. But I just, whenever I hear people doing like heroic shit, like they get blown up and then they pull people out, like that you, wasn't me, dude. Yeah, you I literally that. was like mentally fucking handicapped. Like yeah. I felt like my brain wasn't working. I yeah. don't know how else to say it, you know. And, um, it it just wasn't processing information, and mm-hmm. it was just like. Well, I mean, yeah, that makes fucking sense. It's like you've just been blown up. I don't think you're going yeah, like, to ping awake and want to play a game but, of Jeopardy. But, but some people do, dude. Some people, f- mm. shit happens, and then they're like, all right, and grabbing people and doing crazy heroic shit. Yeah. It was not me, dude. I was like, I, I all I could do was go, I should go outside. <laughs> you know, so I walked outside. There was a porch light, and I remember looking at the porch or being under the porch light, and I remember looking at my arm, and from here to here, it was hamburger meat. Mm. Just, it looked like hamburger meat with some bone in it, you know? And that was the only time I looked at my arm for like two years. Wow. And then look at it again for like two years. Shit. Which is not as easy to do as it sounds. Well, yeah. Um, Did you? But when you looked at it and you saw it, were you just like, fuck? Oh, uh, when I looked at it, I was like, yep, that's gone. Yeah. There was a little, and also eight parts of bone were blown out. So it was, I, I mean, it was, it was literally holding on. You can see it was holding on by this. Mm-hmm. And this. Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean, how it kept it, I don't know. It's not like he even grabbed it. I was just like, you know. It was uh, just dangling? Oh, uh, like... it was just dangling. I, I just was like, it's gone. There, to me, there wasn't any doubt at that time that it was gone. And I remember thinking, God damn it, why was it my right arm? You know? Yeah. Couldn't have been my left. It had, to... had to be the one I jerk off with. <laughs> fucking had to be. And... uh and then I was, and again, I got over, I probably fucking jumped it on the way in. Now I'm looking at a, a little mini wall around their porch. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. So I just sat against the fucking, sat against the uh, the wall. And uh, at some point someone got to me and started helping me. And mm. um, and then that's pretty much when I started making jokes. Really? Yeah. But um, so anyways, um are we going to talk about ghosts? Yeah, well, that's what I'm kind of getting to. I'm getting to, like, you know, my – what is the – what is the uh, – do, do ghosts ever come up when you're in the military on fucking – in battlefields, in war zones? You know, you are, you guys are dealing in death. I mean, that's a really good question. Um, no. No. I never – there's no time. Yeah. No, it's just no time for it. And, you know, you, you I, I don't think you can believe 
you have to be very careful about what you believe. Yeah. You know, because, you know, when you're in that gray moral area, your beliefs are going to determine your ability to survive. Yeah. And you have to act in accordance with what is going to allow for your survival. Mm. Um, whereas here, your survival is guaranteed. You can believe whatever the fuck you want because you're going to be okay. Yeah. But here, you got to be really careful because if you believe in something, um, it will take away your ability to survive. So everyone's very, there's a lot of very religious people. You know me. I wasn't religious. I kind of was maybe a nihilist to a degree at that time. Yeah. Um, I didn't believe in fate. I didn't believe in, I didn't believe in anything, quite frankly. Fucking straight, uh, straight, straight uh, nihilist from freaking, uh, from uh, Big Lebowski. But, um, yeah, I didn't really believe in anything at that time. I just kind of, I was just doing everything because I was just, being in my head i was being self-destructive for the greater good hmm. i was Interesting. A, i was a knight yeah a med- med- medieval knight and if there was a person that was killing a bunch of like you know the the ied makers they weren't just killing iraqis or americans they were killing iraqi kids iraqi women you know whatever like fuck that guy yeah do you i mean do you believe in ghosts do you believe in the paranormal so i don't believe in the paranormal and here's why. Actually, let me rephrase. Paranormal supernatural. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in the supernatural. It's fine. I had this exact conversation the other day. But here's why also is what is supernatural? I guess I would classify it as something we don't quite understand. Okay. So by by that by that qualification, there are so many things that used to be supernormal that are or, or supernatural that are now not. Yeah. So to me, I have a theory. I believe that human beings are not capable of imagining anything that doesn't exist mm. or can't exist. And you know why? Because everything's out there already, and we just because how would it be possible? Yeah, that's true. Well, literally, how would it be possible that we could imagine something that either a doesn't exist or couldn't ever exist. Yeah, it's well, it, it comes down to Murphy's Law at that point. It's And everyone thinks what can go wrong will go wrong, whereas but Murphy's Law, if it is, it's actually, if it can be imagined, it can happen, or it, it can be real. How many things are happening now that were all imagined at some point? Fucking, fucking AI, how, dude. How long could human beings not fly? Now they yeah. can, and, and now in crazy ways. People are like, yeah, with well, airplanes. Dude, I've seen some straight up fucking Iron Man looking shit recently. Like technology is, yeah. you know, uh, technology today, a hundred years ago, would be viewed as magic. So I now don't really, I, I again, those terms don't mean anything to me. I just kind of look at it and go, look, what we know today, what we know today is that what we knew yesterday, when we thought we knew a lot, we know now that it was nothing. Yeah. So to think that what we know today is anything is laughable mm. to me. Whenever people tell me shit, <laughs> I'm like, right? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like, what are quirks made out of? Blah blah blah. What are those made out of? Like, it doesn't mean anything. The more we know, the more stuff we m- make to test shit, the more we lo- realize there's just more there. Yeah. 
It doesn't mean anything. All I know is that I put all my faith in questions and none of my faith in answers. That's a really awesome point. So if so, and and I like that because it it, it leaves you open to the experience of like, hey, you know, well, ha have you had an experience where you were like, I don't know what the fuck that just was. So I'll I'll tell you this. Besides <laughs> going to wall, because I'm sure that's a fucking experience. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it it is an experience, and it's an experience that you learn. Like death, I'll give you a great example about death. Death looks fucking stupid. What do you mean by that? Dying does not look cool. <laughs> when the... There is no way to die and look cool. I guess you Name yeah. a single dead body. Name a single dead body you have ever seen in 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 real life or in pictures that when you see the dead body you go i've got it that looks cool who? i've got it who the fucking skeleton they found in pompeii of the dude beaten off okay i haven't seen that one so maybe <laughs> it's a fucking skeleton of a dude like laid down and he's he's beating off <laughs> well that guy was a fucking genius but other than that <laughs> um but but you know what i mean like name a name a death picture they just don't look cool death doesn't look cool yeah the dead don't look cool look at every look at a bunch of cartel videos yeah the dead don't look cool doesn't matter what they did if they're dead now they don't look cool and we're we're trying to not die mm. that's readily apparent there's three things that we're trying to do as human beings that and this is self-evident it doesn't i, I that you have to believe in some answers yeah and this is an answer i believe in there's only three things we're trying to do eat sleep nope, not even eat sleep procreate yes we have to do that but that's not our that's not well eat and sleep will fall under something else uh number one is survive yeah and anyone who goes no we're not really built to survive you're a fucking idiot because everything that we do, everything that we do is all designed around survival. 100%. So there's no, like, people can say what they want, but no, no, no. Like, like even people who commit suicide fight it for a long time because they're going against their fundamental nature of survival. Yeah. Okay? So, survive. Two, fuck. Mm-hmm. Again. Would that come under survival, though, because you're, you're nope. keeping the, you're nope. keeping. We, we survive so we can fuck. But isn't procreation though? That's that's uh, falls under survival of the species overall, but not you independently. Okay, all right. You independently want to survive. You independently. I'm talking about like human instincts, for yes. lack of a better term. Your instinct is a to survive, b to fuck. And what's the third? Take number one, care, survive of the products of number two to take care of kids. Well, that's, I mean, when you boil it all down, it's like that's thats ultimately why anyone does anything. You have a job to survive. You have... You, and that's my point. Yeah. And, and, and what do we get? What fucking... Why does somebody wear designer sunglasses? So a girl, a hot girl goes, ooh, that guy's got designer sunglasses. Why is she attracted to sun... And this is fucking evolutionary psychology. This isn't me being a fucking asshole. It's like women are attracted to... Uh, survive like men with resources because that increases their chances for their offspring of survival oh my god w men are attracted to young attractive women because they statistically have a higher chance back in the day of having healthy offspring let's just 
fucking call it what it is yeah and say that we're designed that way and not judge it yeah well that's i mean the, the not judging has been the the hardest part of fucking modern society it's what we that's what all anyone does we're just built that way yeah. that's the way we're built and anyone who goes you're going fundamentally against how we're designed do i want do i wish the world was better yes absolutely and i try and make it way that way every day yeah but there's a balance between trying to make the world better and thinking it's already where you want it to be. Okay. And a lot of people make that mistake. They think the world is already what they want it to be, that's not yet. Mm. And the more you pretend it already is there, the more it actually slips back into what it truly is. So where's ghost in that? <laughs> fucking ghost is the gap between you what you want the world to be and what it is. Hmm. That's actually I just made that up. That meant absolutely nothing, but it sounded profound. It did. That it? did. I was like I was like trying to I was breaking that apart. Oh, I'm like wait. I'm able to I'm able to bullshit really well. That's how I passed all my tests as a kid. Outside of ghosts. There's nothing outside of ghosts. Okay, UFOs. Where are you at with that? And when you were in your old life in the military, I'm assuming you would have had clearance for things. You would have had you had top secret clearance. Yes, I had top secret clearance. Yes. Okay, so with top secret, did they ever? Can you say like okay? How about this? Not because you you obviously can't say certain things, but if there were to be some kind of alien invasion, is there a contingency plan for that within with anything that you ever heard? So, I'll tell you this about top secret clearance. This is 100 percent true. There is no clearance above top secret clearance. There's no like TS fucking 14 or magenta, whatever they talk about. So here's what happens. There's nothing above top secret because top secret, they're doing a crazy in-depth interview. They're literally, there's a person that will go visit your fucking elementary school teacher. Mm. Like, I I'm not joking. Like I was like, ah, oh, they don't do that shit. No, no, no. They'll go visit your high school teachers. That's there's people on payroll for those clearances. They that's what they do. So there's nothing above top secret clearance, but everything it's all compartmentalization. Just like we compartmentalize our own brains, there's no no clearance above. It's just once you have TS, you're read on to different compartments. Okay, so it's like top secret with read on to this, read on to this, read on so to this. So top secret is like, you now have the backstage pass to the venue. Now let's just see where you can, where, where they'll let you in. Exactly. Okay. So that's the overall background, all that shit. Now the compartmentalization is basically need to know basis. Mm -hmm. It's used in movies all the time, but literally, I don't give a fuck if you have a top secret clearance. If you don't need to know, you won't know. Yeah. They won't tell you. There's shit I did that I was the person doing it. And I didn't have the information because I didn't need to know to do what I was doing. Interesting. So who determines when and how to read people in? <laughs> Oz, obviously. <laughs> My dad? <laughs> <laughs> I choose you. Um, no, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, but but so there's a guest that I'm gonna tell you. You gotta have uh, Garrett. It's got Garrett on. Okay. Um, and I'm just gonna set this up. Garrett went to Area 51 mm-hmm. for a practice mission. Okay. Yep. And you will laugh as hard as you can possibly laugh when he tells you the story about when he's at Area 51. Did you ever go to Area 51? No, I did not. Or sort of. You, were you in like one of the adjacent areas? Yeah. Because isn't it like there's area? There, there's, there's it's a it's fucking huge. It's, uh, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And it it's mainly used. I mean, I know that it's it's weapon testing out there for the most part, right? No. 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 Huh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, not not weapon testing. Just, well, it dep- depends on what you define as a weapon. Okay. So, all right. Is it is it a, testing, it, a testing. research? It's a research facility. Testing, yes. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far to say weapon testing. I'd say testing. Do you have you ever come across anyone that saw anything weird at uh, at out at some of those top secret sites? Yes. Really? Oh fuck. I mean, weird again, like though. human tech or weird like strange tech. See again though, that's also a that's also a tough one because how do they know? Exactly. Yeah. Like I've heard scientists say I've I've heard scientists doubt the origin of inf- information and technology. Hmm. They're like I don't I don't know this jump doesn't make sense to me. Huh? Yeah. I mean let, let let's use something that we know doesn't make sense. Well, the fucking internet for one. That's such an advanced well, like, let, let's go far back. Fucking pyramids. Fuck yeah. We know that doesn't make sense. 100%. We know that. But enough people in white coats tell you it does, people go, okay. I mean, you know, fucking. It doesn't make sense. There's there's shit missing. And again, for me going, well, yeah, of course there's stuff missing. And then they go, no, nah, here's the answers. I go, no, no, no. Like, I don't, the answers are not important. What's interesting, again, are the questions. Yeah. Going back to... So here's my thing with aliens. And this is my personal belief. Did I see anything ever at my time in the government that said aliens? No. I'll tell you right now. Have you seen, did you ever encounter tech that you still haven't seen out in the real world while you were in the military? What was it, 15 years ago? I'll say this. The greatest movie of all time far as I'm concerned, is The Matrix. It's a great story. For one reason and one reason only. Because it taps on something so fundamental. What is the foundation of the first Matrix movie? Um, more towards the beginning. It's, M- more, sorry, more in the real world. Or more, more, in, more in The Matrix, not in, in like Zion. You love your questions. Uh, let me think. The foundation to it, I would probably say. What, what's the foundation for Neo's character in the beginning? He's searching. He's following why? the right rabbit. Why? Because he wants to know why. Why what? Why it is what it is. No. Close. The world doesn't make sense. That's a good point. Okay. That is absolutely central mm-hmm. to the entire movie is that the world doesn't make sense. Quote. Something is wrong with the world. Quote. Mm-hmm. Quote from that movie. We have the same problem here. As far as what you and him, or just everything, you think the world does? Oh, well, I don't think the fucking world makes sense. No, not I only feel does like- it. Not only does it not make sense, it so doesn't make sense. It's so ridiculous that 
I'm at the point now with my age that knowing what I know. Do you think we're in a simulation? I don't see how we're not. Okay. I just, I, I don't see how we're not. Well, I mean, I guess if we're leaning into the simulation, do you think ghosts are, as they say in The Matrix, a ghost in The Matrix? It's a fucking rewrite. It's a blip. Yeah, I think any of that's possible. I, I, I won't even say simulation. There's only one thing that makes sense to me, and that's the, game, the world's a game. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. Hmm. It, it's the only, I call it the universal translator or universal logic translator. When you look at the world and it doesn't make sense, if you go, oh, what if the whole thing is a game? Hmm. Then everything immediately makes sense. Generational wealth. People like Elon Musk. Elon Musk. He makes sense. I, Jeff Bezos makes sense. Bill Gates makes sense. Einstein makes sense. Tesla makes sense. Because it's a game, you're saying that I guess anything's possible in a game? No, I'm saying that they're fucking cheat codes. They're super users. They're oh, not... so you're saying that that they've they've figured out a way to tap into the fucking source the, code and the, uh... the most fundamental lie of this entire world is that A justice exists. B that things are equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, nothing. I mean, nothing is equal. Yeah. Anyone who disagrees with me right now and thinks there's anything such as equal, just go watch a nature documentary. A hundred. I say that all the fucking time. Equality is not a natural uh, occurrence. It's unnatural, and when you try and create it, you again go against the fundamental laws of nature, and you end up creating something unequal because equality itself doesn't exist anywhere in nature mm. nowhere nor does justice again don't believe believe that there's justice go watch a fucking nature documentary yeah but just justice is a um it's a it's a social per- per- it's, it's perception, a perception. It, yeah. it's a perception yeah absolutely. you know i've, I've always thought that because i'm always like all right if someone's getting sent to prison for something that they did you know whether they're guilty or not that person is going to feel like well that's not fair I don't. Like, oh, of course. They're gonna feel like justice isn't being served to them. Well, what what else is a social perception? The binary man. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you one truth that I came up with when I was in high school. One. There's only one. There's only one. What? Okay. There's only one universal truth. You're gonna die. Nope. One universal truth, and the universal truth is, is that there is no such thing as universal truth because. Everything is based on perception. And the fact that someone will disagree with what I just said is what makes it true. Boom, mic drop, I'm out. <laughs> Imagine you on mushrooms, that's all I'm going to say. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. That's why I don't smoke weed, dude. It's right? like the worst experience ever. Fuck. I'm glad you don't smoke weed. Yeah, I never smoke weed. But um, I'd smoke weed with like somebody cool. Right? You know? Who would you smoke weed with? You know, like Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah, fucking yeah, I, Joe, Joe Rogan, Snoop Dogg, just because he's Snoop Dogg. If I could be on Joe Rogan tomorrow, I'll tell you what I would want to be on about. Go on. Talking about the future. Okay. That's what's interesting to me. Because I think that the future, people are seeing shit right now and being like, oh my God, that's scary. You are fucked. You're fucked, fucked, fucked. If you think <laughs> what is happening right now is scary, you just might as well fucking kill yourself. That's true. 
because what's going to happen in 10 years Dude, what, it's is a fucking Elysium. going to blow people's fucking minds apart. People can't even imagine Elysium. what's coming. Dude, it's full-on fucking Elysium. Uh, the elites are going to be living on the fucking moon. It's crazier than Elysium. You know why? Why? Because technology is moving faster than the pace of science fiction. This is true. Because science fiction ideas are running L- out. Literally, imagination is running out. Yeah. We are developing at a speed so quickly. Guess where the next level of imagination will come from? Fucking AI. Yeah. What do you think they're going to imagine? Well, I think, isn't that a part what the, the, the writer strikes about? They don't want AI. Yeah, it's a, it's a big part. Yeah, it's They don't want part. AI writing scripts. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So now you're a, well, tell your fucking ghost story. Ghost story. All right. So, all right. This kind of goes along with what I was saying about the world, actually. This actually goes really right along with it. So there's something along, wrong with the world because nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. It, it just doesn't. Well, the fact that you're a fucking writer, producer, fucking actor, director now, (laughs) coming from being a fucking operator, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Well, it's just, it's, I mean, nothing makes sense. Like, the world just, it it doesn't, nothing that happens, like, I'll give you an example. I'll I'll give you an example. I was just at this event called Sundream. What? Sundream? Yeah, Sundream. It's a musical event. Oh, okay. Did a bunch of drugs. It was awesome. So... I'm just kidding. Where <laughs> uh, am I? No. Um, no. Uh, I mean, if you did, we should, and, probably, call, we should and, probably have a conversation and, after this. And uh, No, no, no. no. So we did go to this event called Sundry, uh, and it was a rave. So, yes, there was a lot of people on drugs. But um, Elon Musk was there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which I was like, that's weird. So here's the thing. That guy. Who's basically, let's just call it what he is. He's fucking Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's going to reveal the suit at some point. He's like single-handedly trying to save the fucking world. In the most gangster way possible. Yet he's also at Sundream. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. Here's what I mean by that. Imagine what he knows. Think of the shit he must know. And yet, with all the shit that he knows and can do and is doing, he was like, you know what? I'm going to go party in Mexico. That doesn't make sense to me. It's a fucking good point. You see what I'm saying? Like, who's got it time to go fucking- make sense. When he's launching shit into space and fucking fixing the fucking car industry and Dude, Twitter and- look fuck. a video of him. He's fucking dancing, I having saw, a great I time. I saw it. I didn't realize it was yeah, at yeah, the yeah, festival yeah. that you were at. It, 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 it doesn't make sense. Okay, so get to your fucking ghost story. Okay, ghost story, ghost story, ghost story. And this, again, goes along. So, I have a girlfriend, which you haven't met. Yep, have not met. I have not he met. He has a girlfriend. Sure. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen pictures together. She's so. digital. Leave her alone. <laughs> um- no, but so prior to meeting her, you know, super, you know, rough logical. time. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Well, yeah, yeah. I, well, all, self, 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 self-destructive relationship-wise, yes, I was. But my point being is, very no belief in fate, all these different things, whatever. So I meet her online almost a year ago, like ten months ago. This girl is everything I ever wanted, to the point. Where I'm like a little freaked out. Hmm. Like if I was going to fucking go weird science and fucking like make a girl with a computer. Kelly LeBrock style? Kelly LeBrock style. She's that girl. Oh, wow. 
in looks, in personality, everything. I've now been with her almost a year. You get to know each other really well, like, but in every other way. Like, it's to the point where I'm like, and you've seen her. She's a fucking 12 out of 10. She's a 10 with no makeup and fucking pajamas. Mm-hmm. What are the odds of that? So you're saying that you think the source code has, you know, the the, the simulation has provided her to you? Is she at, oh, is she an NPC? Is she, like, is she just kind of turned off in the corner when you're not there? No, nah, <laughs> it's funny because I use the NPC analogy all the time. No, it's just, I think she's a player character. But what are the odds, like, legitimately, what are the odds? What are the odds of a girl being as beautiful on the inside as they are on the outside? That alone. Is fucking well. I'm going to quote one in, you. One in a million. I'm going to quote you though. Everything's perception. This is true. So your so your perce- Yeah, I mean, I've seen pictures of her. Haven't met her. I mean, she looks like a very beautiful woman, and you're a very well, lucky man. But I'm saying you're on the inside, you're yeah. definitely dating out of your uh, <laughs> above your batting average for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm good at that. <laughs> no, no. But again, what makes her rare is not her her on the outside it's her on the inside totally like you she, guys she's also smart she's funny like so you think na- that now we're getting into territory it's like whoa, whoa, whoa you're that good looking she's literally a professional world champion fitness model mm-hmm. okay, okay. She so she's lazy she, she's <laughs> smart she's funny she's good at business like at what point do you go when's the shoe gonna drop yeah and it it's and, and again she said this in the beginning oh it's just gonna get better and I'm going, Dead, like, huh? and it has. She was right. I was wrong. So now, legitimately, dude, legitimately, I'm going, what are the odds of this? What are the odds? So this you is think... everything I've ever wanted since I was a kid, since I was a fucking kid. So you think your relationship is a paranormal Le- hold occurrence? Hold on. Let me, let me one-up it. Let me one-up it. I was downloading shit from my phone to my computer three months ago. Uh-huh. You know, all photos, whatever. In 2021, I saved an image of her. Oh, creepy. Yeah, I'm really fucked up, right? I saved an image of her and, like, basically put it into, like, this is the most perfect-looking girl I've ever seen folder. Holy shit. And it's her. And I was like... I mean, it's that's creepy and also wild at the same time. <laughs> Dude, everyone's got to have a fucking folder of, like, dreams. It, well, you are you're Fuck big you for judging me. You're big into your your you. I always you're like a digital hoarder. You've got like folders in your computer of everything. I know, I know. And I'm also like, dude, look, I fully admit I had Playboy as a kid. Like fucking, I like fucking pictures of hot girls. Kill me, fuck you. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, no, but I was like, babe, um, come take a look at this. Awkward. You know, Which, did she have a picture of you saved from two two thousand twenty one? No, it turns out it's just my dick. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was weird. Really weird. <laughs> um, it must have been love. <laughs> no, so um, so basically we, b- but again, what are the odds of that? Yeah. And it's just one of those things where now I'm like, okay, that's possible. That's happened. And it's, it's really changed my entire view at everything. Because when I s- finally stopped and said, you know what? this is what I want and this is like what I'm only going to accept this. It came. So mm. all that manifesting shit, all that shit that I was like, ah, that's like bullshit. There's something to it. There's something to it. Yeah, I believe and so. And if there's something to manifesting, is that different from prayer? 
But uh, again, it depends on perception. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. But but again, it goes back to if manifesting. I would say five years ago, two years ago, I would have said no. Totally. You I'm not saying no or yes now. I'm just saying the fact that we can manifest some control over the game has changed my fucking perception. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I thought I thought nothing that we did mattered. Mm. And now I'm going, well, I can demonstrate that when I put out into the world what I wanted, it did come. Yeah. You it, know what it, I mean? It answered it, you. It did answer. And it's like, I didn't, I didn't believe in that. So now I got to go, everything I ever had was because that's where I led myself. So the only way to get further is now to go against everything I've ever believed. To take me somewhere new. Okay. I mean, it's a. Uh, is it is that an overcomplication of of a of a of a process? Are you insinuating that I overcomplicate anything? <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I never overcomplicate anything. No, I'll tell you. So I'll tell you. I'll let me let me be very critical. So Jack knows this. Actually, Jack's the one who took me to rehab in two thousand twenty-one. Uh, yeah, it was twenty twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah, twenty twenty-one. So Jack actually took me there. So. I'm 40 whatever in rehab going how did I get here? How did I get here? <laughs> yeah. What happened? Yeah, what happened? You at least you were there like 15. I mean, yeah. fuck. It's like you weren't judging yourself on your age. In fact, you're going, I'm at rehab at 15. I'm, I'm like, a fucking like, badass. 17. Fucking 17. 17. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, you're like, fuck, I'm ahead of the game, boy. What? Right? I, I always say I went pro really early. Yeah, exactly. Just, just like a hockey kid straight out of fucking hockey camp. You're like, fucking pro. Um, exactly, you know? And so for me, I'm sitting there going, how did I get here at this age? How, how did I get here in general? No different than you. And the answer is pretty fucking simple, which is my beliefs and choices led me here. Like, what does that mean? And it ha- to me, it, it could only mean one thing. What I believed in, the choices I made, everything that I thought life was, it isn't. It's There's more to it than what I thought. Yeah. And to get me to somewhere else, like, I have to go against the limitations that I thought existed. I have to go against the personal limitations. I have to go against the personal expectations. I have to go against the, my view, my, my worldview, my worldview, everything I realized there, everything in my brain was limiting. And I went, "Ah, okay, that, that limiter. What if that wasn't true? Yeah. What if that wasn't true? And then you just start picking them apart, and then you realize they're true if you make them true. And so you you believe that about your relationship, like you wanted this, and you you essentially you you seeked it out, or you willed it into being. I did because I said I am no longer going to settle. Yeah, I am going to get I can exactly to what I want, and if I don't get that, then. Fuck it, I'll die yeah. alone. I don't give a fuck. And you know what's crazy is she said the same thing. I, I get that. You know, it's very similar to mine and Aries' relationship in the sense of like, I was like, hey, I'm not, I'm not doing this for any other reason, out, out for anything but I need to be happy. 
you know, at its core, it's what it boils down to. Like, I need to find that person that makes me happy, that makes me want to kind of, that I want to do life with, essentially. You know, you said something that I want to mention because I think a lot of people fuck, fuck it up. And her and I talk about this all the time. You just said, you know, makes me happy. And a lot of people go, oh, 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 Jack, someone else can't make you happy. You're either happy on your own or, <laughs> or you. Fuck you. No, someone fucking can make someone you happy. Someone can make you happy. And you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it's like no, someone can make you happy. And it's not happy. It's happier. But, 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 but you get my point. But what you're talking about, though, at the end of the day is like, okay, the, like, is is love quantified? Like, is it a, is it an actual tangible thing? And you know, is it real? And if you were to tell someone, well, no, it's a fucking feeling. It's not, it's, you there, can't. There, there's a great book called why we love. It's by a woman who's an evolutionary psychologist. Oh, she's also a woman. It's called why we love. And the summary of her book, read it because I'm just going to say the summary of her book is she ends it with something along the lines of, yeah, Love may be an illusion brought on to us by, you know, nature to, to program, blah, 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 blah. Survival. It may be an illusion, but it doesn't mean I can't enjoy the illusion. 100%. And I, well, and, but here's the thing, though. It's like when I look at my, you know, my kids and I'm like, I fucking love them in a way which it's so real. It's so like a driving force for what I do, why mm -hmm. I get up, what I have to accomplish. Like it's, it's basically become the fuel for my life now and so to say that that isn't like to say that that's an illusion whatever i mean maybe it is maybe it Look, is a fucking maybe it's just the fucking the code right now telling me that this is my mission it well it goes back to though it goes back to what we were talking about with truth and it's like truth is truth an illusion perception so can does the term your truth make sense yeah. If, if you if you were to reframe if you were to frame it as your perception, sure. Yeah, you you have your truths. Yeah, they are truths to you without question. And again, it's like I I love Tyler. Uh, is that a microaggression? <laughs> I'm gonna be very proud of something and say that I don't even know what that term means. <laughs> and hey, I, I you feel need, very you happy need to about check that. your cisgender white male privilege right now. Okay, <laughs> I, 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 dude, don't make me go all fucking Jordan Peterson on this because I'll fucking start pulling out some shit. But the um, it's one of those things where it's like your truth is. I used to hate when people said that. Mm. You know, your truth, your truth. Oh, my truth. Well, yeah, but there's a universal fucking truth, and you're full of shit. But there is now. I'm like, eh, there is something to be said for your truth because that's that's how you view it, and mm -hmm. it's and it, it it again. It's like we see someone with schizophrenia. Somebody's fucking talking to him. His truth is as fucking people chatting away at him Do all day we long. Hear it? No, mm -hmm. but he does. Yeah. And who is to say universally that we're wrong? And and the whole fact of everything comes down to you can never evaluate a system universally. You can never evaluate a system from within that system. Yeah. So it's a really good point. Anything that we try and evaluate with life through this brain, we're trying to evaluate a system within a system. Nothing we say matters. There is no universal truth because we're not capable of perceiving it outside of ourselves. So what does it matter if it exists or not? You must have been a real pain in the ass in rehab. I was a bigger pain in the ass in fucking school, but yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, 
Don't get older. You won't like it, Tyler. Uh, dude, I don't. I really uh, don't. Yeah. Fuck, man. All, All right. right. Adios. Oh, yeah. You guys, uh, make sure you uh, click like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. You can find this podcast wherever you get podcasts from. Tyler, where can people find you? Aside from CBS SEAL Team. Right now, I'm... Oh, 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 you mean like in the good... Yeah. Oh, yeah, the grounder scheme. Um, Instagram, Tyler A. Gray, G-R-E-Y. I haven't gone back to Twitter since it... It's a much better place now. That's pretty much it. Yeah, Instagram. That's all I have. Instagram, Tyler. Okay. Um, and Kandahar is out. Uh, no. Well, it'll well, be out by the time. Yeah, yeah, it opens this Friday, so it'll be out by the time that you record. Love it. Awesome. Catch you on the flip side. Adios, folks. <laughs> <laughs>